Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, George. Well, hello there. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it, what they love about it, and at the end we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family, and we'd love for you to join. Tell us what you think about your favourite albums and your favourite episodes of the podcast. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash flawless friends and family, or use the link in the show notes. And we also have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month, and no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to all our special bonus episodes, which we've been super slack on, but we hope we'll get them back soon. More uh, you can, Patreons, we, please. Yes, that would be great. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. So today it is my turn to nominate an album and we want to welcome you to Flawless, a music podcast, best of 2020 special. Welcome. This, this episode and the next episode, we'll be looking at two albums that have come out this year. So it's very exciting to actually have some albums that have come out in the same calendar year that we're doing the podcast. Unlike so, when I bought Chet Baker from 1954. Yeah, so we have had quite a few albums that have gone back and back, mostly George's, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is our first time that we're actually doing an album in the same year that it was released. So what that means is there's no big story. There's no, this is how this album changed the world. There's no, this is how this album changed my life. Uh, Although it could have. It could, it could, it, did, it hasn't yet. But it still, it still has plenty of time because it's going to be a favourite for quite a few years to come. So today, for Flawless, I am nominating Cable Ties and their second album, Fire Enough. So yeah, so this album came out in March this year. It's on. It was on Poison City in Australia and New Zealand, and then uh, quite well-known US label Merge Records for the rest of the world. And it was reviewed and covered by Rolling Stone US, uh, Grammy.com, NPR, The Age, The Monthly, and elsewhere. Um, the bad news is there isn't a huge amount of information online about this band or the recording of this album. They, they are difficult to Google. They mm. were difficult to Google. So so much so they don't have a wiki page. They, the information that is available on their website didn't have a lot. So even on their Facebook page and their about section didn't have a lot in it. So I had to actually reach out to the band and email them and say, hey, guys, you got a bio or a press release or anything like that? Oh, I found their, uh, a, a little bit of information about who they are, at least their names and what they played and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah. by finding their review, a photo of one of their magazine reviews yes. on their Facebook album. And I was like, goodness, right. hey, photo album. And that's how I found out what their names were. Yeah, because Nick from the band got back to me and said, hey, thanks for covering us. We're looking forward to it. We don't have a bio. And pointed me to a couple of reviews that had happened and interviews they'd done, which I'm assuming they then took a photo of and stuck up on their Facebook page. Well, it wasn't so. even an interview. It was literally just a review of the album. Of the album? Okay, yeah. cool. Wow. But they have a band camp description. 
Did they? I couldn't. I couldn't even find, or yeah. it was seemed really limited for that as well. There's a Van Camp description, but um, it includes words. Um, they take the three minute punk burner and stretch it past breaking point. And mm-hmm. they're a three piece from Melbourne. Yes, mm. which I would agree with, but also doesn't tell us a lot about who they are <laughs> and Correct. what they do. So now we know their names. So now we know their names. Their names are Jenny McKechnie. McKechnie. Sorry, Jenny. Not sure how you pronounce that. On lead vocals and guitar. Shauna Boyle on drums and vocals and Nick Brown on bass and vocals. It's a nice, simple three-piece. They all have a very, there's no overlapping roles. They all have their very clearly drum, bass, guitar. <laughs> very simple. Thank so, you. Liam, how did you hear about So, Carlos? how I heard about them was... They were supporting something for Kate? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they no. could one day, but I haven't seen them yet. Hopefully, something for Kate touring will be probably tour next year, so they should definitely get on that. But, um, no, it was literally, I was... For those of you with Spotify will know there's a family playlist. So my wife and I share the Spotify family yes. account and there's a family playlist where it jumps a bunch of songs from your, that you both like into one playlist. And they showed up on my playlist one day and I was like, this is amazing. And then I said to my wife, have you heard this band Cable Tide? And she's like, yeah, I've been listening to them for months. I love them. And that's how I was like, ah, so that's how it ended up on the family marriage playlist. ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you were um, jealous because she'd heard it first and you were like, no. oh, it's okay. new. It's a new opportunity for me to find new music. <laughs> I always love that. That's so okay. healthy. Um, and so, yeah, so I just listened to it a few times and I'd been talking about it to her. And then one day I sort of said, I think this album might be flawless. And Michelle's like, oh, it's definitely flawless. Like, <laughs> oh, she, oh, she'd signed go. off on it right okay. from the start. So. Unofficial member. Yes. Yeah. Unofficial. Yeah. First, ever, first ever host. First ever guest said, yeah, it's absolutely flawless. So that's that's literally how I discovered them. I haven't heard them on the radio. I haven't gone and seen them live because they haven't been touring in the time that I've, mm-hmm. because they're from Melbourne, so they couldn't go and tour anywhere or play. So, yeah. But they are touring soon. They are, yeah, they're about to start getting back into shows again. Yep. But I didn't see Brisbane on the list. No, Brisbane wasn't on the list, but they're like doing Melbourne and Gong. So yeah. they're like, you know, locals. Melbourne and the Gong. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. uh, yeah, good for them, but they're not com- coming up to Brisbane and they're unsure if they'll get to Perth. Hmm. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> so, yeah. Here we go. Had either of you heard of Cable Ties before? As a band, no. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, <laughs> no. The, the band, not the Cable Tie. <laughs> not the actual tool. Or, no. No. So, no, not at all. I've not heard the band before, but I definitely heard Melbourne Punk before. So, um, I was like, yep, that's what they are. So, mm-hmm. uh, yep. So, I'm um, uh, not heard them. They've probably been played on Four Triple Z, which is Brisbane Community Radio. It's awesome. So, uh, but I've not been listening to that as much as I should do. So, yeah, I've not heard of them. So, mm. thank you for bringing them mm. to us. Well, thank you. Actually, thank you, Michelle. For yeah. bringing so, them so how us. did Michelle find? Well, well also I'm, I'm, I'm guessing she was listening to a lot of music in that similar style, and one day they showed up on her release radar, yeah. and she was like, "Yep, I love this okay. band. Wow. Let's go for it." Cool. So yeah, not to not Spotify is terrible for musicians, but thank you Spotify for, yeah. for finding new music for us. <laughs> yeah, they don't get paid enough, but they do get exposure. Yeah, they and get paid and exposure. Gets paid. Yeah, it's how we it's how we pay people for the use of their music on our podcast. So <laughs> they do have a bit of a link to Flawless though, which I don't know if you found in your research because they've played volunteer. They've done festivals for Girls Rock, oh, which for those really? of you who remember back in. Two years ago, it was we also did some shows with Girls Rocket when they played a with the festival was a little Brisbane festival. Um, yeah, so they've done a lot of stuff. They've done benefit shows, they've organised DIY festivals, and they volunteer for Girls Rock. 
and they released a single last year as a fundraiser for Girls Rock, and I could not, I didn't know what song it was, but I don't know if it was off this album or one of their off their first album. Oh, I think there's a single that came out in between the two albums. Right. So uh, I was having a look in their band camp. So yeah. That was cool. Cool. And they had two seven inches. One was a split before that, which mm-hmm. shows their punk credentials. Yeah. Seven inches and, and split EPs. Yeah. So did you listen to the first album? No, so I haven't. I've I've still been thinking so much. Like I only really started listening to this album probably six weeks ago, six eight weeks ago. Okay. Probably yeah. Well, it would have been two weeks since we were originally going to start recording this. So it probably would have been six weeks from there. So eight weeks. So it literally has just been all this album. And as soon as I figured out I was going to nominate it for flawless, I was like, well, now I have to listen to just that <laughs> sure. a lot. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to to start remembering all the songs. Hmm. But Grant, first impressions, without going, you don't necessarily deep dive into it, but what did you think of your first oh, time you turned it on? Really good, huh? Mm-hmm. I think it's opening track, I was like, jeez, yep. there we go. This is, um, and, and really I thought the album probably built on that. Mm-hmm. So great first impressions, I thought, for mine. Mm. Um, couldn't, uh, yeah, I, I, okay, I didn't research anything in terms of who are they. I'm just like, find it, poof, play, let's go. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, really cool. Yeah. So Poison City is run by one of the ladies who's in Camp Cope, who are also a well-known mm-hmm. feminist all-girl band here in Australia. So they all they, they, woman all band. woman band. Sorry, they um yeah, but it's very their style of music and their their I guess their position their political positioning and the things they sing about are very similar to what Camp Cope sing about. So hmm. when I found out they were on Poison City, I was like, yep. That makes 100% sense. It makes perfect sense. I'm mm. all for it. I literally said when it opened, um, I and Jenny start singing, I just went, I, I was like, I bet they're from Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have just such a sound. So, yeah. So yeah. Like and also she Melbourne. says she's from Melbourne in the opening things as well. So she's... Um, yeah, she, she references it. going, when did you go back to Bendigo? Or yeah. So, so the start of the first song, which is just an amazing song. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, she's visiting, she's... She feels like she lives in Melbourne and she confirms that later. And then she's home, say, for Christmas or a holiday or something in Bendigo with the family. And she's surrounded by her conservative family members <laughs> and having and watching, you know, mainstream commercial news and just being sick of the sight of it and not wanting to have anything to do with it. But you're around your conservative family and that's what you do. And I have a similar position sometimes when I go back and spend holidays with my family. Um it's just like I, I would not be watching this or having any part of this if it wasn't that they are here and it's mm. their thing and I'm just going to go along for the ride. So mm-hmm. It's Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete. This, yeah, Uncle Pete in this one um, who's uh, – he thinks the greenies have gone too far but then she's like, I don't think they've gone far enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so she makes her point clear straight away mm. and it has the lyrics, as your eyes roll, nothing's ever going to change. Mm. Which I like because they, as you do in those sorts of situations where you are with your racist Uncle Pete, you just kind of go, oh, roll your eyes, but you know you can't change it. Yeah. So the so the the thing about Hope, the song, the thing that I love is where she goes and it's in that first bit. And it's just, that first bit is just her and the electric guitar, which is mm-hmm. just so beautiful. And she's doing her, I don't know if there's a, how you describe it, like the, her softer vocal. She's not doing the raucy, screamy stuff. She's just sort of doing her more singing jenny got range yep she was that was really cool and then yeah so she sings about
is really like that hits me like that's yeah it's like you look at the world and you the first instinct has to be almost to go nah this is hopeless there's so many things that are stacked against you but if you do give up then it's it's over like what's your alternative to just go oh well i guess they win self-fulfilling it becomes, mm, yeah mm-hmm. so it is that case of hope might be pointless but you've got to do it beats the alternative I, yeah um, that's right it's and a, really in a very fun way as well when it kicks mm. in yeah so she's got yeah so it's just her and the guitar it's that and then it kicks in with the the and it picks up a pace as well with the the drums and the bass so yeah and I like the way she splits her vocals and then does a guitar solo and mm-hmm. then does her vocals and then a guitar solo and yeah. just chops, like swaps and changes and it's mm-hmm. just like I can do both yeah look at me go yeah. like yep I like that it's yeah the music and w- there's a few other songs where this as well is like the instrument part of the music is almost post rock because mm-hmm. they're they're all these six seven minute cl- things that are quite long and that if you just pay attention to the guitar parts the guitar parts go up and down and it's always just her it's not like there's three or four guitarists in there but she's just changing the guitar part all the way through and it'll pick up pace and it'll cut in and cut out and yeah i really love because so they they i guess they're classified as kind of like a punk band but the construction of the songs is a bit longer than that and i think mm-hmm. like they look to do not more as in better but more as in yeah they want to write longer things but then their themes are still very feminist and very punk and very bratty and pushback stuff which is yes. really cool well they they've even got like new wave tracks mm. in here yeah. as well so i was like listening just going well oh, they are covering the genres mm. all the ge- different genres of punk yeah like, yeah awesome cool. so, so hope let's start with hope yeah, yeah. it was really That's great nice. awesome awesome opening and then it kicks into Tell them where to go, which feels like the short, sort of rocky punk song, but it's still four minutes because. So I think that's that thing of like we want to, we could write the really short, sharp ones, but we we're going to stretch it out a little bit more and have a bit more instrumentation mm-hmm. go through it, which is really cool. Well, this is one that's the more like the old school Ramones or mm-hmm. Dead Kennedys or something because it really reminded me of Holiday in Cambodia, mm-hmm. the one by Dead Kennedys. So it's like that got that kind of punky sound. Um, and she has lyrics so because um they don't have lyrics online that i could find i I was able to find them if you went cable ties lyrics and then the name of the song i was able to find most of them oh okay but not not like a not like a thing that they've put up it's just someone's gone through and done their best guess so they could be wrong but yeah well i found this a relatable song because when the vocals come in um it's like bikini kill or Mm -hmm. something so i was like yep really enjoy that so um but then she sings a line like ah uh just ignore them all and play yeah and i've been a woman in a punk band where people like oh you're playing the guitar Mm. you know or are you carrying that guitar for someone else like nope definitely not and i'm literally in a um documentary called so which band is your boyfriend in which is all about like women in punk so when i heard this i was like tell them where to go yeah i will Mm, thanks jenny (laughs) but also aimed at young girls as well because Mm. it's go out just steal your brother's guitar fuck it steal the brother's guitar and go off and go and play somewhere so it's Yeah. yeah with a sick slick muffly bass yeah so it opens with like the drum part and then the the savage bass line just kicks in the bass in this whole album is really pronounced and always up there and sort of fuzzy and muddled but yeah never just hiding behind the guitar part it's always doing like quite pronounced stuff which is really cool yep and you know i like listening to a sexy bass 
Mm. You good. do? You and declared I like, it? I have, and I also like a muff. Yeah. Uh, like I like a muffled bass. So my favorite pedal for my bass is the big muff, mm-hmm. the big muff pie. <laughs> so um, every time I hear a muffy, like fuzzy bass sound, I'm like, yep, I enjoy this one. With that sweet guitar feedback that comes in. Mm. Yep. So yeah, I've yeah. got a little heart next to that one. Tells them mm. where to go. That's a good one. And because it pauses at the end as well, like the whole thing cuts out. So you might think the song's over and then the bass line brings it back in as well, yeah. which is a couple, there's a couple of times that are um, almost Queens of the Stone Age. So I sort of felt sort of rated R um, songs for the deaf era, oh, Queens yeah. of the Stone Age. Like just that bass part was really cool. Nice. Yep. Tell them where to go. Tell them where to go. Grant. Yes. Any favourite songs that you'd noticed along the way? Um, or Sam Costling going into it while we're talking. It's at eight tracks. And number three, I thought, um, got my double tick, mm-hmm. apart from obviously the opening album. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, it's just a great track. Mm. What else can you say? Quick drums. Yeah. Super, super fast. Quick drums. And the dueling parts, the bass versus the guitar and yes. the start is like bass does a bit, guitar does a bit, right. bass does a yep. bit, guitar does a bit. Cool. It's a conversation. It is. I love it. I've yeah. literally written conversation yeah. between bass and guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, go. I really enjoy that one. Then the harmonies and then like short little backs and stuff like that. Mm. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so in the in the back half, sort of it's like the power rock the first half and then she cuts everything out and it's just like her and she goes back to singing rather than the screaming vocals. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, and then I can't tell if she was self-harmonizing or if – Maybe the drummer, because it was—it sounded like a female voice, but I couldn't tell if it was the drummer doing the harmonising or if she was self-harmonising with the recording. Loop. Yeah, I don't know if it's Jenny on her own or Jenny and Shauna. Mm. But um, so I've drawn a little arrow in my harmonies question mark yeah. for both of because uh, I wasn't sure who was doing okay. it. Um, but they are—I uh, like the lyrics in it. And they were words that I could listen to, and I could also. But you know, back in the olden days, where um, you couldn't get lyrics off the internet, so you press pause, rewind, pause, yeah. rewind, and stuff. So I did. I was doing that throughout the album, and like listening to Jenny singing and mm. just writing the lyrics down that way. Yeah. So it's it's when it cuts back, it's really soft, and then it builds up and it builds up and it till she and she goes from that singing into the screaming, and it's like mm-hmm. the big power, and then big power is right on the end as well. Like that's the whole thing of like it could have just been. She screams and then the song ends, but it cuts into another instrumental part because they, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that it's, they're not afraid to. You don't stop kicking down sand castles. Yeah, it's so cool. And But they're all, yeah, all the parts are all just working really together and then just screaming that last little bit, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that got hot. So and then on to Lani. Lani. Mm, so Lani is a bit of a different feel. It's sort of. This is the new wave. Yeah. So they sort of put the punk aside for a second. 
But this is another one of those ones. Well, that's yeah, very it's a type of punk. Yeah. So they, mm. they I guess they, the, yeah, the rockish punk and, but very. That's another one. This is another one where it's quite post rock, so it's quite long and drawn out, and the music and the instrument parts sort of do a lot of the work and do a lot of the carrying, which is really cool. Seven minutes plus. Mm. Big one. Mm. Big one. Forty-three yep. minutes total. They weren't afraid to play. No, Let's so they go. yeah, so they've got quite a, so there are so hope is nearly seven minutes. Yep, Lani's seven twenty. Anger's not enough is seven. Pillow is five twenty six. So even though it's only eight songs, it still ends up being forty three minutes. So it doesn't feel like a short album, <laughs> but it's really easy to then go. Okay, well this is I guess you, you don't lose any of the songs. You don't lose track of any of them where they are, and they all have their own sort of piece and their play as they yeah. go mm-hmm. along. So what are your standouts, George? Well, I was going to say, in Lonnie, there is a crunchy guitar solo, mm-hmm. which goes for like a long period of time, which is kind of cool. Mm. So I like, uh, again, a woman playing a guitar and going, fuck it, I can play it. I'm mm-hmm. going to play it. Yeah. And you you can't shush me. So yeah. um, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't shush me. Like, you, you know, other bands can play like... The, Three minutes, as we know, we listen to like cock rock bands or whatever, and they'll play three minute guitar solos. And I'm like, yeah, and you know, Melbourne punk bands with women can also play three minute guitar solos. Mm. So, so it's go just, for it. The whole thing is super confident. Like it's obviously it's not a debut, oh. but it's yeah, like for a second album even, mm-hmm. it's really good. So they were talking in one of the features that I read that they had the opposite of the second album jitters. So the whole thing is usually like. Your first album, you've got forever to record it. You take all the time you need. You record it. It makes you famous. You've got no time to do it. You've got like a year to do a second album while you're touring as well. So there's a thing where the second album from bands is often not as good because they had to rush it to maintain you know, momentum. momentum and be out there and uh, get people's attention. Whereas they thought they actually found with their first album, they were still starting out and they didn't really know how to do things. They were muddling stuff together they would go and record bits and do stuff and do whatever by this time they were used to things they were used to being around each other and being around each other all the time and they toured together and they'd written the songs together and that sort of stuff so they actually found they'd spent more time living as a band because there's a three-year gap between Mm. their albums yeah with one single in between Mm. so three years i guess the beautiful thing is like if your first album doesn't explode and make you super popular then you don't have to have that second album out. you don't have to worry about momentum like as long as you're still touring and people are still seeing you coming to your live shows that's all the momentum Mm. you really need in that space and you're not sure you don't have the chart momentum and the maybe the pop radio momentum but if you didn't get that in the first place then you don't really need to maintain it Mm. so the band so um nick from the band said i think the dynamics on the record is one of the things that really sets it apart from the last one i really think i think we really thought about those arrangements and thought about what we wanted to do so it was, yeah, they, nice. they they had more time to think about it and mm. put it together and plan it rather than I haven't heard the first one, but it sounds like maybe it was a bit not messier, but different, very different construction. Mm-hmm. So there were three singles released from the band, from the thing. Well, Sandcastles was probably one. Sandcastles was definitely mm-hmm. one. Was not my Hope. story one of them? Hope is oh. one. Not my story. Nope. No. Sorry, not not my story. Not, no, not, not my, my story. story. Oh, please um, tell me it was self-made man. It was self-made man. Yeah, <laughs> okay. there we go. And there's, there's a whole video for that one as well, which everybody should check out because it's one of the, it's just one of those videos where they obviously were just like, hey, we've got fifty bucks, let's go to a space. They set up a thing behind it, backdrop. They got a bunch of people to dress up that they know and do some dancing and stuff in front of camera, and then a guy in a suit 
looking really awkward when he comes on camera and yeah. Nice. Like here's here's a really short microcosm of the song and the themes yeah. of the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it only cost us like fifty bucks. All all it costs us was you know rental yeah. for the equipment and stuff. And, so. Well, we probably borrowed all that from our mates. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really. So it's uh, on YouTube. It's on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sarcastic as fuck mm, as geez, well. Like the whole lyrical content. <laughs> yeah. And there's um Elizabeth Warren who was running for, you know, the Democratic um uh, candidate mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Uh she has God, been was only, that was only like earlier this year. Was it uh, no was it earlier this year? Oh my god. Because they don't don't they settle it in like March or something and then they do the run through till November for the real election. So she would have. It feels as, like as, it's a two I know. That's what I was like. It feels like, so like they, three it, years ago. It starts. Yeah. I think they, they have a two year like um, run up. Process. Yeah. So you're yeah. president for two years and you have to start campaigning yeah. again for two. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Elizabeth Warren's been in politics for a long time. She has this incredible quote all about how there's no such thing as a self made millionaire because the infrastructure was mm. built with taxes and the education of all your employees was built with the healthcare for some of your employees and stuff and all that kind of stuff. That was all paid for by the taxes of the people before you there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire mm. and that's even when you take out the fact that usually if you do a bit of a deep dive on self-made millionaires their parents gave them a starting mm. fund or yeah. they were able to live at home for 20 years without paying rent so they were able to put all their money into that but yeah even outside of that it's still so when when i saw the title i was like oh yeah that's what it'll be about it's like there's no such thing because their parents give them money but it's deeper than that it's even you can't be Systemic. self-made because society exists yeah. to give you things and to give people things. Correct. Speaking of loans, there's a, a I think it's on Netflix or something, a, an interview of, of from by Trump when he's interviewed when he's young, mm-hmm. and he says something like, "You know, I became so successful. I had this. I got a small loan from my parents of a million dollars, which carries on the conversation. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, <laughs> small loan from my folks. Yeah, a million bucks. But it's, it's always the way. How do you get like that? Is, yeah, but. By his standards. Yeah. In his world, potentially That's like sure. me getting a fiver off my yeah. mother. It's probably about the same. But mother, can I have a fiver? Not until you've earned it. Mm. But it's, it's always the real estate ones because there's always lots of stories coming around about how, because, you know, obviously it's super hard at the moment, especially for young people with wages so low to be able to afford to buy a house. So there'll be some story of like, here's a 23-year-old who's a property mogul now and they own their own house and they're managing five others. Yeah. And it's like inevitable, inevitable. You look for it and they're like, I started out with a loan from my parents or I, I got a million dollars when my grandmother died. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So you're a property mogul because, okay, we're all just waiting for our grandparents to die and give us a million dollars. Great. My Playing grandparents field level. died before I was born. Yes. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> But if, the, if all our grandparents aren't going to die and give us a million dollars and the playing field is not level, no, we need to stop not. pretending that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just because one person succeeds. Anyway, that's what Self-Made Man's about. Yeah, uh, only a three minute 45. That's mm-hmm. the shortest one on the app. Yeah, so uh, it's got the lyrics. Just awesome, just so super Australian, and it's the same. Like it's the same thing in the US, in the UK, it'd be cut it from the BBC or the NHS, and then America would be cut yeah. it from PBS and that sort of stuff. ABC, yeah. So you just um, is that the South African version? South African broadcasting yeah. company, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, news, it's always the same it. thing. It's like yeah, that's where you get. And the idea of like people on welfare versus people who get tax breaks, and it's like oh, who gets government money? Like that's the same thing. Getting welfare and getting a tax break is government money. So why is one so? criticized and one so 
everyone everybody's like amazing oh, it's great even your words own that it's, in, it's government money no it's actually yeah that's all, right yeah 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 like, everyone's contributed it's actually yeah. the people's money mm. regardless and the money of people on welfare goes back into the economy. Yeah, the government yeah. wouldn't <laughs> have any money if it wasn't people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, so That'd be... it's the wrong, it's, it's an ec- we actually speak. I think in, we should have a podcast on the side. The politics yeah. of, you know, the, the podcast. Cable time. Don't even yeah. start me about voting. Jeez. <laughs> Fair enough. In that case, anger is not enough for you. No. Track seven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, track seven, seven minutes. Well, mm-hmm. 6.59. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's like got the super atmospheric intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nice just, slow build into so, it. Yeah, yeah. The drumming, though, is absolutely beautiful on that one. So, Sean, I have like old credit. There was yeah. the, that rolling bass as well coming in. Then the jabby guitar chords and stuff. So, um, and this one also had lyrics that I could decipher and also wrote down. So the second part of that one is, so I must start by tearing down its walls and unraveling all the lies that we've been taught. So I've got I've got the first half of the exact same lyrics written down yeah, and I added yeah. on the next bit as well. Awesome, thank <laughs> you. That's really good. But oh. yeah, so this for me is the... It's not really. Cl- I mean, cl- this is for, it's the climax. It's the centerpiece, but it's not in the middle, and it's the climax, but it's not at the end. It's <laughs> this is the key song of the whole album. So the first five, first six songs are all the things that they're angry about. So they're angry about self-made men. They're angry about conservative politics. They're angry about people not having hope, all that sort of stuff. And then they get to this point, and then they're like, "Okay, cool. We're all angry. It's not enough to just be angry. You've hmm. got to, You've got to actually do something about. It. And even if for them, if it's just being in a band and helping get people to rise up and helping people to feel the same way and do the same thing. That's, that's better than just being angry for the sake of being angry and not to get too spoiled, but we may have a common theme on one of the songs on your next album as well. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a comment on the songs that have come before it. So it's like, they've been angry about gender and power and politics and money and cruelty and hate. And those are all things that are worth being angry about but it's not enough to be angry and people where they can need to actually do things where they can. And there's a line which starts with something, but I'm not sure, but then goes into a tragedy on a tapestry of violence and then mm. talks about sewing and this and it was just like, I really, I think, you know, I like crafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently the festive season and there are a lot of decorations around my apartment that I have handmade so I like a reference of death and war linked to tapestry. Mm. Like it's a really nice way. It's almost like um, a play on the feminine ideal, but then with the masculinity of all of this destruction, it's like a really nice dichotomy. So mm. I like that in the lyrics. Yeah. Four minutes plus the slow intro and you're like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guitar solos was my yeah. comments on that. Mm-hmm. Thing, that's so. a three minute. That's um, where we come in with three yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. But there, there's no fucking around. It's like no. the whole half, second half of that song is pretty much an instrumental. Mm. So, and cool. then onto Pillow. And then onto Pillow. Yeah. Which is. So we, we're, we're not finishing yet, are we? Because like, we, oh. we haven't touched on one of my hearts. What's one of your hearts? Not my story. Yes. It's one of my hearts. Yeah. Let's it's talk the, about one of your hearts. It's an upbeat, kicky, intro and party song. Mm. 
they're my they're my lyrics. Mm-hmm. No, my lyrics. My yeah. uh, they're my notes. Um, and this that so not my story. If I so I listened to the album lots of times and stuff. But I felt like if I wanted to pin them down and say this was their sound, like that was the thing that for me if you kind of cut across everything that they do, mm. this would be their sound. So okay. that, in my my opinion, but like, so the chorus is superb. And then again, it's got the sexy bass and it's got the sexy drums. Um, and it's all about spending a life trying to please mm. and abide by other people's demands and what they want, etc. Mm. But then changing the story saying that's not my story yeah mm. which i like mm. so this again it's like empowering like you don't have to go out and abide by all these things you don't have to play up to other people's expectations um and just go forth and live your own life mm. so um, but done over a party funky beat so mm. um yeah so how good are they so there's lots of songs about cutting someone out of your life, like who's a lover or a romantic interest and going, okay, this person doesn't deserve you. Cut it off, get rid of them. But this one includes, is also friends as well. Like it's not like anyone in your mm-hmm. life who is an energy vampire or who drains or get, takes more than they give, you can cut them out of your life and go, I don't need to be, it's not just, oh, I don't need to be your romantic interest or your yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like, I don't need to Socially be you. as well. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't need to be around you. I don't need to be your friend if you're going to be a taker and not a giver and always be criticizing. So, yeah, I like that that tweak of like, oh, yeah, it's about it, – because it's about the romantic side as well, but also to say, no, anyone who's in your life, no matter what level of person they are in your life, if they're not adding value to your life, you can cut them out. And really like. the only people you can't cut out of your life are your podcast hosts. Oh, a, there was a sub, yeah, a yeah, like she, a, yeah. I think that was a lyric in that was a lyric a in the song, but it was, a, yeah, it yeah, was like, like a your pod, little footnote, could, footnote except, yeah, except, except for podcast yeah. co-hosts. Podcast co-hosts, you sure. know, yeah. that, that, they're the only people that oh, you can't count. Yeah. But you guys bring like meaning to my life, so that's that's all good. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that! Yes, that don't make me cry. I don't know how. I've been listening to punk too long. So there's a lyric in there of um. So even in a song that's empowering you to cut people out of your life, they're also having a dig at education systems and oh, thing and structures that me. tell women how to act and how to behave and stuff like that. No one is safe. No. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a breath. I, did, I didn't they're know. they're in their 20s and it's like they're, they're bringing it to the front saying this is the like breadth of societal structures as well as, independ- as individuals. Mm. They can all bring harm to you. So when she talks about the golden rule, I didn't know what that was exactly. Is there is something that is there something that they teach little girls in school? It's a golden rule. Is the golden rule? I'm not sure. Um, is it? I don't. It I can think like of a few things that it probably would be, but I wasn't sure if there was one that it maybe one women stand up. maybe women knew that maybe. I didn't. Not I wasn't one aware that of. I know of. Okay. I was just thinking about keeping your legs crossed and yeah, doing. That's where I, like, that's where I was being sort of a heading good as girl. well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, that. There was a lot of that learning. Mm. I say learning that had to be unlearned. Yeah. Conditioning. Um, conditioning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Conditioning. Um, growing up, um, even when I was at school in the 80s and 90s, it's just, and 2000s, mm. they, it still taught you that 
I could not show my shoulders. Yeah. But the boys could show their knees and all that kind of stuff. And mm. I went to a shit school too, but like yeah. they still teach teach you different different things if you are presenting as male versus presenting as female. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's bullshit. So yeah. there we go. So uh, I want to empower as many young people out there as possible to just how you way. want steal your brother's guitar, find play a place and play. Luckily, my well, my brothers didn't have a guitar, but my father did. So no. my father had loads of guitars, and I genuinely did steal his guitar and taught myself how to play Nirvana and Deftones and Counting Crows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> went forth, and I was just like, give this thing a try. Um, and uh, yeah, turns out love a distortion pedal. Also, <laughs> love an acoustic guitar. So, you know, you can't pin distort, home. Distort that acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. So uh, living the dream. So we uh, didn't. So uh, yeah, I brought us back to not my story because it was obviously mm-hmm. um, uh, fun and upbeat and kind of fun. So yeah, up, I think upbeat always has to be with a qualifier on this album because it's kind of yeah. sure, upbeat, but also think about it and listen to it carefully, and it may not be that upbeat, but it's still got hope. But if yeah, can't yeah. Lose hope. but have a think. Yeah, like, but this if, is not. They're not uh, carefree topics. Mm. Yeah, I mm. think. But if you weren't listening to the lyrics and you're just in a punk club, mm-hmm. you dance to it. Yes. So yeah. So it's it's they want you to come and have a dance, dance, both, whatever it is, both. Yeah. So you you could not listen to the lyrics and then it's going to be a fun time anyway, or mm-hmm. you could you know get down and do a bit of a deep dive into the lyrics as well. And I think that's another part of the whole having the instruments play their own parts and not just be with vocals over the top all the time is like, it's going to be a good live show. It's going to be fun to have a dance to. Would like, uh, yeah, I would like to see them live. Mm, mm. I want to see I, how yeah. this plays out. There's a video um, which they recorded. It must've been just before COVID started, but it was in like a DIY fundraiser style gig. Already love so, it. So. Yeah. So check it out. I'll, I'll post it in the Facebook group, but yeah, really awesome. And they played hope as the, like, Got Don't want to go back to hope all the time, but mm-hmm. that would be the most amazing song to play Jeez. as like an intro, so- as like your first song of a gig. And you, it feels like the kind of song they could be 10 years, 15 years down the track and have five albums and they should still always open with that song mm. because yeah. of the beautiful part of her doing stuff and then the other ones kicking in. And it and would be a spotlight on her yeah. just doing the intro yeah. and then suddenly... The other two, oh, yeah. you've chosen for the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna work. <laughs> the other two don't even. Yeah, don't even come out on stage until she's finished doing her opening yeah. part. Then it's they so bring awesome. up the full lights, and yeah. then they shine lights into the crowd, and everyone just gets involved. Mm. That's what. Yeah. That's what happens mm-hmm. in my head. So yeah, mm. yeah. So <laughs> in all our heads yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I used and to ha- have conversations with a friend because I review a lot of bands live, and there was always like for a lot of bands, it was just like ah. Oh, you should have finished on this song. Like you had this awesome finishing mm, song, mm. but you played it mid set or you had an awesome opening song, but you played it at the end or anything. And you, you know, you could have done these things. My friend was like, you could do a business for that. It's like advising bands who you you know, are only one or two years in. It's like this, just as a live show, as a live set, this is how you would be better off constructing it. Yeah. But also incredibly wanky. Like, what the I, fuck think, am I, to, like, just, I don't know. I think that's set list architect. Yeah. That's yeah. So set list mm. and almost like, not like an, and like a stage, like you know, you do these bits in this stage because you're over here, and this bit works better if he's standing well, there. Well, that already aesthetics or yeah, that exists in big in like pop and hip hop and so yeah, like, that's right. It exists yeah. in big money. Yeah, but 
Like it doesn't exist in like the punk for you, DIY for your $2 thing. Punk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also possible because those $2 punk bands would tell me to fuck off. Yeah. Which would be fine. That would like be completely valid. And, not, and not give me money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make you stop. And if you're just paying me. Yeah. I'll have that, a- I think that was the thing is like, can I have some money to tell you how you're doing this wrong? Mm-hmm. Especially maybe women. Maybe some women want to know what I think they could be doing better on stage. Yeah, straight, be very well received. I think so. Straight up, sure. Yeah. If you are a straight cis white man, <laughs> I highly recommend that you get into this industry <laughs> and tell women what to do. Yes. Offer advice freely at yeah. first, and then charge exorbitant amounts. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, so speaking of stupid things that straight cis white men say, <laughs> I'm going to go ultra wanky on this last song. Mm. Hello. Precursor, or called it, yeah. Yeah. So I think of Anger's Not Enough as their summary, as their big one. I think that you said the song that represents them. I think Anger's Not Enough probably does it better for me. Mm-hmm. But So I think that's a huge number. That's the centerpiece. For those of you who watch Game of Thrones, the seasons were always structured where episode nine was the one where the really big thing happened. So the one, not the last one, not the finale, but the second from the end. And then the last episode would be about, okay, we've blown everything up in episode nine. Here's how, what the world's going to look like going forward, dealing with what happened in episode oh, nine. Oh, like the fallout. Yes. And it would set it. So all the, the so storylines that were going to happen series. in the next series would be, so nine was a huge battle or someone really important would get, get killed. Mauled. All the time. And then episode 10 would be like, okay, and now here's some snippets of how the world's going to work now and you're going to have to come back. And when I was listening to this album, that's what I thought of with Anger's Not Enough and Into Pillow. <laughs> Creating thirst. Because, because Pillow... I don't like Game of Thrones, can I disregard everything you've just said but also say that I enjoy Pillow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched Game of Thrones. I'm a season behind though and I do get exactly I what yeah, you say. I haven't, yeah, I haven't done any spoils like or anything com- but it's no, just... I like yeah. the concept. That's so it's, so yeah. Pillow and... And then, then when I was, that's my first, that was actually just my first impression is like, you've blown things up. Like you've done your big centerpiece in one before the end. And now here's what it's going to sound like. And then I realized that is literally just the piano doing that for me. So there's honky tonk piano all the way through the song. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. If you guys now expand your sound above like your bare bones, three, one, two, three, yes. and mm-hmm. turn it into something much bigger for the next album, I am like a million percent in. I think they're going to kill it. Piano so there's chords. advice for the band. Yeah. So no. well, got, yeah, I mean, look. Oh, you, were, you <laughs> did say just, that you were going to do that. I did say that I was going to do that. You were going to do that. Yeah, yes. it's a straight white man. Yeah. Okay. Nailed <laughs> okay. it. And I underlined piano. Piano was <laughs> so cool. Just, was, yeah. Just, it was a really, I was like, where did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote passion. There I, we go. Who, I don't know who's playing it because there's no information about the band anywhere. So I don't I know, know if no one of them's playing it or if they got the producer to yeah. play it or whatever. But yeah, it just kicks in oh, and it's so cool. As a queer disabled woman, mm-hmm. tick, 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 <laughs> uh, I would like to recommend to this band and to all other bands out there that when they put their music on Bandcamp, they attach their fucking lyrics, which is not hard to do. And lots of people do it. And they did it for their first album, but they didn't oh, do it for this album. Right. Um, and I was very pissed off. So um, I've written it in pink. Um, that might even be like a record label thing. Could be. Oh, I, I whoever, whoever decides to. Whoever decides. Well, someone might have been lazy or yeah. an oversight. Either yeah. way, it's disappointing. On, on my band camps, my other bands, we used to just pop them on ourselves. Just yeah. To, just put the lyrics on. Um, because if you get a digital copy of the album, I think you don't get the lyrics then either. You just still 
get like the songs, which is awesome. You should go and buy it, and everyone should support out like artists directly on Bandcamp yes. and stuff. Use but, Bandcamp; it's, you know, the, it's the uh, source that gives the bands the most money out of all the main ones. So. But when you've got so much to give lyrically, like they do, yeah, I've put little um, asterisks with something, something, and then this bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> there you go. But I am a queer, disabled woman and an immigrant. So um, just putting it out yeah. there that I, I have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it was, you know, the fact that I'm on camp is cool. So um, yes, go then. Mm. But Pillow, anyway, we were so on Pillow. Her mm. uncle from Christmas dinner, Uncle Pete, comes back around as well. So Bloody that's the other Pete. thing is like it links back to hope again where it's... um. Which is a thing that I hear a lot now as well. Is like, mm. as is like, oh, you know, you, you, this thing, it's crazy for me because my left political leanings and throw the world up has actually gotten stronger the older I've got. Like when I was a kid, I was just like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. The world's fine. Everyone's, you know, everyone's living. Everyone's alive. Mm. It's mm. fine. And then the more I've learned and actually learning more as I've gotten older, I've gotten more punky and like, no, fuck the world, destroy capitalism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's yeah. This idea that people get older and then become conservative is much less this generation than I think ever before. Well, society in general does that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, and I've noticed it in high school friends, like, uh, thanks to the glory of Facebook, I've seen the fracture of some people, like 50% of them just going more and more and more right and then the other ones are going more and more and more left. (laughs) Um, And uh, the memes I get, (laughs) awesome but yeah i think it's um there's certain people and i think us included who will never forget what it's been like to live through what we've lived through and how we should dismantle capitalism as much as we can Mm -hmm. and uh which is again why i would say bands when you have this much lyrical content let me read it because i can't always hear it so um but i do really love uh, i've got a big chunk of lyrics Mm, that's yeah that hit me as well as like imagine being 25 and thinking i've blown my shot i'm I'm done i missed it like yeah ah just yeah and yeah, and what is the world doing? To I don't know these what to do when mm. I'm feeling the hit, and I don't know how to breathe um, when I'm feeling this hit. You know, like I don't know. You know, I don't know. How, it's anxiety. Mm. It's like yeah. this isn't pillow. Let's all go to bed now. Mm. This is pillow. I'm laying down, holding it, and I'm so anxious about having screwed everything up already. And as you say. She talks about being 25 and 26 and stuff, and you're like, going, that's it, my life is over, I've screwed it. Mm. If I'm not already on this pathway to glory, as he talks about the self made guy. Yeah. Um, if I'm or not or around, even like a giant super rock star success. Yeah, like, exactly. Know. It's just like, oh, we released an album three years ago and we're still not super famous. So, mm. like, you know, we're just underground and punky and things. But um, yeah, but it, just felt like there is so much like anxiety 
in people in their 20s and 30s in these generations because they do not have and will not ever have what their parents did when they were that age mm. you know I just yeah it's a real struggle it was a real like they don't let you like rest mm-hmm. like when like who in, don't let you the rest? band the band ah oh. the band don't let you rest intellectually just because it's the end of the record oh sure mm-hmm. which I appreciate yeah so yeah go them cool <laughs> mm. okay any final thoughts before I do my final pitch pitch it bud Let's go. You're good. I'm good. George? I just want to say it was a good final song. Yeah. The album. Yeah. Mm. Very, yeah. Really cool. So, my final pitch. It's just, it's such a sharp worldview. It's got these superbly written songs. The album is short and sharp, so it is only eight songs and only 43 minutes, which is really cool. There's no wasted momentum. They're all really well constructed. And like, like he said, they've thought about where pieces all go and they're not afraid to just go, well, this song's seven minutes because it's seven minutes and that's just the way it's going to be. So it's got those punk themes and the punk music, but also there's a bit more depth to the musicianship than what you would, and once again, I'm not saying it derogatorily, but three chord punk sort of stuff. Like they have constructed the songs to be bigger pieces than that. It's a great balance of guitar and bass. Like the two parts are always playing off each other and you can always hear both parts. Neither of them is ever there just for the sake of being there. And then the same with the drumming. So the drumming could have felt like an afterthought, but it's fast paced and frenetic and it holds it together really well. So the album is just perfectly constructed. It's at eight songs in 43 minutes with Anger's Not Enough as a stand-up song. And it's for me, it's heartfelt and passionate and forthright and rebellious and it's flawless. Look at so you. I did write that down. I did write that forthright down. Forthright and rebellious. And now, right? There you go. Look at him go. So, oh, that's pretty good, eh? Huh? I think he should run for governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should be in band design and... Yeah, Bands giving advice to people. Band. Yeah, yeah. writing bios, yeah. writing press releases. Yeah. <laughs> Grant, over to you. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Final thoughts. I'd never heard of Cable Ties and we've spoken at length um, around the opening albums and I'm, I'm intrigued that Self Mad Man was the third single. That's, um, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, really, really enjoyed, I suppose, the upfront piece up, up to up to Lani. And I know we, you speak about the length of, of the time and I suppose for mine I go, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say no because... I feel that if I were to watch them live, I would say I could absolutely get lost in a Lani solo, three minutes, let's go for it. And I could absolutely get lost in Anger's Not Enough intro. It's a piece in and of itself. But for mine, I thought that they could have made those a bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but really, really good, cool. And probably it is antagonistic, I suppose, and it's, it's forthright and it causes a lot of, um, you know, it brings to bear a lot of the pressures, obviously, that these guys are feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly think that to, as an opening piece and to close with um, from that that length and the songs themselves, great. I would have just had Lani shorter and Anger's Not Enough, which you guys love and you feel that, you know, Anger's Not Enough is the, is, you know, the epicenter yep, of yep. the album. Mm-hmm. Epicenter, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. Um, the actual center, the epicenter. It's a, yeah, and, and and that's great. I think you're, you're um, likening it to how other you know the genre of, of of tv how that works from a series perspective because yes it builds into pillow um but i want to say no for this one not a problem thank you all good george hello over to you so we have a political sometimes angry punky band who have are two-thirds women mm-hmm. this is 
playing in my ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> and we've not heard of them before. So it's something new for me to add to my list, which I'm excited about. So as I said, I have hearts on multiple songs on this album. So um, I, especially when it was just, super relatable to me <laughs> so you know like we tell them where to go not my story and stuff that i'm just like yeah and then also with pillar at the end like thinking about failure um and i really enjoyed that now then musicianship is really good yeah. as we said right the really fact good. that look, every instrument stands on its own mm. um and the vocals are range mm-hmm. so i'm not just being shouted at i'm not just being sung at some point i've got some choral singing you know going mm. on like it's yeah. all sweet and choral and stuff um uh which is awesome um but sorry as a record i struggled a couple of reasons um again where they describe themselves as they take the three minute punk banner and stretch it past breaking point I felt like a few times they stretch it too far past breaking point for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, like we talked about, the seven-minute tracks could have been shorter. And what I really feel like they had more to say, and I would have preferred ten tracks, same length mm-hmm. of oh, different okay. stuff. Sure. Because also we talk about hope and how much we love that song, but how much I wish it was two songs <laughs> because that opener is awesome. If it was a two minute opener mm. and, okay. that, and that was like how we're going to start the record. Awesome. Because I wanted to play that song on repeat, right. but I get to the end and I'm all hyped up and then I'm brought back down again. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want a two minute opener and then I want a four minute like uh, banger. And like, that's, just for me like and you can't splice songs on spotify you just have to uh <laughs> listen to them or band camp you just have to listen to them so if i was going to design an album for them <laughs> uh, i'd have put stuff in but uh, i don't think they need designing i think they have done something perfectly awesome for exactly the right people i just don't know that i'm exactly that right person but i'm gonna keep an eye out for them and well what they're doing mm-hmm. and where they're going to go because I feel like this is something I'm going to get very passionate about. Cool. Okay. And so, if they're touring Brisbane, we'll all we, go. We will. No, yeah. we'll go. <laughs> yes. Podcast that we can all wear our flawless t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and lanyards. Yeah. We'll, so thank we, you, Liam. All good. We've, you, been, we've been talking about documenting all the episodes we've done and all the episodes we've thumbed up or thumbs down. We should also have another column where it says all the bands we've said we'd go and see them live. If they ever tour, because it would be like ninety five percent of the band. Yeah, definitely. Pretty much anyone who's still alive. Still alive. We we've said we'd go and see them if we. This is true. Actually, some of the people that are no longer with us, we we you know we'd all go and see Nick Drake. Yeah, Uh, uh, but yeah, I think um I just need to say that I think whatever they're doing, it's something magical. I love it. It was just a a few niggles for me for this particular Mm. album, but um Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Liam. All good. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us to find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Mm